This is Christina Foxwell. This is Ignite Purpose with Christina. This is season four, and we're so glad to have you with us today. Uh, in studio and from across the world, I have a lovely guest, and she's looking at me today, and her smile is just beaming, so I'm thrilled. I'd like to introduce you to Jo Hudson. Jo Hudson is a coach. She lives in Wales, and she's so passionate about women finding their way. So Jo, welcome to Ignite Purpose with Christina. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really blessed to be here today. I love that. I'm so blessed that you're blessed to be here. It's so groovy. <laughs> now, we've had such a wonderful conversation. And I think, Joe, I, I get your heart. And if this podcast session is all about growth today, I'd love you to share your journey of growth, maybe two or three key, key things in your life that really brought you to this point where you care about the work you're doing now. I suppose, as, as we've been talking about already this morning, um, afternoon for you, um, <laughs> it's about what you go through in your own personal life, isn't it? It's about how you, you arrive at the person you are today. Um, and for me, I suppose there are a few points that have, have led me here. Um, I lost my father when I was very young. Mm. Um, and I, I always found that that was something for me, um, something that although was the most traumatic time of my life it gave me something it 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 proved to me that I could I could deal with anything um and then as I've grown older um although I had the most fantastic upbringing I was so lucky um I think I I without realizing just became a cog in the wheel mm. I just became another person in society that did everything correctly and moved yeah. through my life um, on the treadmill, thinking that that's the way that it worked. And at a few places in my life, all of a sudden I kept thinking, wait a minute, this, this is not quite right. This is not quite me. And mm -hmm. I had a fantastic job. I've been a maths teacher for, as I said, about 12 years now. And um, I had my twin boys seven years ago. Um, I married my husband. Um, we've, been, we've been together uh, many, many years. And as I said, I have the most wonderful life. And then all of a sudden, when having my children, I lost me. I lost my sense of identity and from going from someone that was very high achieving and thought that she knew exactly where she was going in life, everything around me without anyone noticing crumbled because all of a sudden everything I thought that I wanted was exactly the opposite. And it became very apparent to me that I had to to change I had to grow in a way that you know was making me happy internally rather than just going through the motions of, of what society called normal life I suppose um and I in doing it. so <laughs> thank you um and in doing so I I found me again and I found the me that I always knew had been there um, and it was a struggle and it wasn't easy. And as I say, from the outset, people probably had no idea that I was that I was going through this change. Um, and I just feel that the, the last sort of 12 months 
I've really started to embrace it. Um, and now I have the privilege of, of helping women do the same. I love that. Now, I've been writing notes as you've been speaking. I hope you've noticed that maybe. Um, that moment where you realized something needs to change. Mm -hmm. It's not an easy one, is it? No, I, and I, I remember it. I was sat on my living room floor. Um, my twin boys were probably probably about four months old and there was nappies and laundry and they were crying and my husband was back at work and I was just sat on my living room floor in a, a tiny little house and just thought wow I, I literally couldn't see I thought well this is my life forever now and as, as much as I absolutely adored my my boys and my life and my family I just thought oh, no 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 this this cannot be it for me forever um and it was more an internal I just felt these walls around me internally um and it was at that moment that I thought wow this 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 is not going to be me forever and I think although it was a very sort of lonely time at that time, mm -hmm. as I think it is for all mothers, new mothers. I think, you know, as much help as you get, you still have this feeling of, I'm the only one going through this, <laughs> which we are not, obviously. But for me, it was, it was that moment I thought something has to change. I had a moment like that, which was just a moment of complete surrender to... Mm -hmm something has to change yeah and it was almost a calm feeling it was almost up to that point I had, had battled against and struggled against and again it sounds like um you know I, I had a, mm. an awful life and I didn't I had a lovely life Wonderful but life. it was something internally and it was something that had probably always been there in the back of my head just going this is not it this is not it but as you say, society and, and life as, as we know it and the way we're, we're brought up, I actually now am bringing up my children in a very different way because of it. Okay, so, so I've got so many questions for you. <laughs> Let's just start at the end. Why would you bring your kids up differently now based on this? What, what, have, you, what have you changed in the lens? Um. Probably more to do with my own mindset, because from the outside, the, the way I speak to my children will probably not be very different to the way my parents spoke to me. Um, you know, I was brought up knowing that the world is my oyster and I can have anything. And But from that, I took as long as you did well at school, as long as you did your best, as long as you went to university and you got a job and you worked hard and you earned the money so that you could do whatever you wanted. And again, that was my interpretation, um, you know, not putting words It was words a process. In. It's yes. a process, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think for me that worked because I still am, I'm, I still battle sometimes. I still fall back to the old me. I like a list. I like a process. I like... <laughs> I like, you know, to know what I'm doing, but um, it's more about, it's more about the internal world. So the conversations that we have in the family now and, 
um, and especially as, as my boys grow up, I want them to know that they can do anything as long as they believe it, as long as what is going on inside them is, is effortless, is calm, is the outside world actually is completely irrelevant. It's all to do with the inside world. So as you're saying that, a word that's popping up in my mind is expectation. Yeah. Outside world sets expectations, which we buy into. How do we change that? I think it's got to be from, from grassroots level. I think, I think it has to be something that you, you cannot teach unless you have been through it yourself. You cannot, Beautiful. You cannot give guidance. Um, and I, I come away from that word teach because I have been a teacher of mathematics for so many years now. And I, I'm almost at a stage in my life where I'm battling against what I should be doing in school to teach children as opposed to allowing and just nurturing this, this growth internally. And I think the word teach is a little bit, it's a little bit too authoritative, whereas it's not something to be taught. It's something to sort of be nurtured and to be guided and obviously to be to be helped and, and molded in a sense. But again, it has to come from within. It has to come from you can't force somebody to grow in this way, in my opinion. You cannot. Growth is a choice. Always has been, always will be, always, always. I love this. I sometimes say, though, as coaches, we've got to help people understand some things. And maybe the teaching is just the, look, here's, a, here's something. What do you think about it? Mm -hmm. It's very different to say, this is what you have to think. Yes. <laughs> to, hey, here's a thought. What do you think about it? Mm. Um, because when we took, even talk growth, that's why I wrote the Gromi Guide, because people didn't know where to start. Yes. And often, and I don't know if you find this, especially the work you're doing, is that when we start working on growth, people start judging themselves versus loving themselves. Very strange, hey? Mm -hmm. What do you think? I think, that's how, that, I think that's how we're programmed. Mm. You know, um, again, it's this, I read a quote, I wish I'd written it down now, but it said it was something about, um to to the ignorant person um self-celebration is is showing off or something it was around the lines of again I go back to society because it's all I know but we weren't taught as we sort of went into puberty and into to young adulthood to stand up and go I'm fantastic mm. I'm great I'm really good at this and I am going to really excel because that was showing off Exactly. You know, it was a case of that was being yes, successful. Yes, yes. You know, and it was fine to celebrate others success and it was fine to sort of do it inwardly and go, you know, I'm really proud of myself. But it wasn't a case for sort of where we grew up to to say, go out there and really stand out and go, I am amazing at this. I, yes, have worked hard, but I'm going to celebrate me. And I think that's completely backwards because until you can celebrate you and until you can love you and until you have that self 
self-worth and that self-appreciation, how are we able to show it to others? And how are we able to, you know, celebrate other people around us? And as a coach, I think I'm, I've learned that it's okay to go, you know what, I'm pretty great. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I don't profess to be the best at anything, but I love me. And Mm -hmm. that is for me personally, allowing me to show so much more love and so much more appreciation to the others around me. I love that because as you're talking, I'm thinking I am worthy of love and belonging. I am good enough. I'm good enough for me. Mm -hmm. You might have a different perspective, but for me, I'm good enough. That doesn't mean I don't grow and learn. It means I'm peaceful and accepting and celebrating who I am and what I have. Yeah, completely. completely. That's so hard for women to do. So hard. I think we you always... with a lot of women. Why? Because I understand it. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I know the struggle. I haven't been through the struggles that most women have, um, which it also shows, you know, our uniqueness, I think, mm-hmm. as well. Um, we go through something emotionally that only women can understand you know we we but and I'm not I'm not generalizing the whole population here Mm -hmm. but I think you know from the woman the women that I work with personally often we profess to be you know all women together and and womanhood and we support and understand each other whereas inside everyone is just so at times lonely and just I feel we compare we're just continually comparing ourselves against others and I think if we were all completely honest and kind of stood up and went you know what I don't have a clue what I'm doing I am struggling here I am really having a hard day or alternatively I've just done something really well that I'm really proud of and I think if we could all be a little bit more open um, which is allowing me as well sort of on a personal side talking to so many women and when I'm doing my coaching sessions I, I want to say yes tell everybody this the things that we're sharing the world needs to know because if we were all a little bit more open I think every sort of woman would stand up and go oh that's me as well or I've done that or I felt this and actually now I feel a bit less lonely if that makes sense you know it makes so much sense um it's that willingness to be vulnerable to be seen and also to see and I feel that that's been such a portrayed as a weakness for so long you you know you don't show on the outside. You don't show the world your, your vulnerability. You don't show your weakness because someone in will come in and, and knock you down. And I think we've got it all backwards. We've got it all wrong. Yeah. You know, my, my husband's um, parents are English and South Africans are all a little bit out there. Not all of us, but, you know, it's quite a passionate culture. And so when we got married, I think I was just... Uh, quite a bit to handle for my beautiful in-laws honestly and I don't think I understood them but as I started doing my work in vulnerability I was really arrested because um, 
you know, the way we greet, and even here, the way we greet people like, how are you, Joe? Joe goes, oh, I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a load of crap. Sorry to say yeah. it like that, because if I really had to say, Joe, how are you today? And Joe goes, you know what? I'm good. Like, I'm okay today. And I go, yeah. well, tell me about it. And you go, well, gosh, thank you for asking, man. This is, this is my day. How are you? Yeah. And suddenly we have relationship. Yeah. But it's that stepping into that vulnerability piece that people run away from. They don't really want to know if you've got a problem. (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) Because then they've got to fix it for you so that it can go away. Yeah. And I think a part of self-acceptance and that that being worthy is, and for me personally, with the work that I do with the coaching, Mm. it's almost as if you can say, I'm, I can listen to your problem. And also, when you have that mutual respect, it's, a, it's almost as if you're saying, we can share it, but I don't expect you to fix me because I'm fixing myself. Correct. And when you both have that, when you have that as a community of women, it's everyone feels like I'm, I'm safe to share this with you because I don't expect you to fix me. And everyone else is safe to, to hear you and say, I know that you're not expecting me to fix you. So I can I can take on that, that energy for five minutes if you need me to, and I can input if I can, or I can just listen if that's all I can do. And it's that, it's that safety. And I think, you know, the groups that I'm trying to create, that's what I want to nurture, just a safe space, just a space where people can speak their truth, can almost speak out loud what they need to speak to say to themselves now i love this and you have done a few of these women's development groups right Mm -hmm. how do you as a coach as you're leading these groups when you see that there's one person wrestling with judgment and they just can't help but it just comes out how do you go about working with that because that could just ruin the dynamic of the group or doesn't that really happen when you've set the tone no, it certainly does. It does happen, um, you know, and I think for me, going back a little while, I probably would have jumped in straight away and, and tried to fix them and said, you know, in a nice way, we kind of don't want that energy here. That's not what we're about. But since I've been coaching, I think for me, in a way, without sounding I don't know how to put this, but that excites me because that to me shows it's that opportunity. Someone, yes, someone is is ready for growth. It feels as though the second someone is open enough to mm. say they're struggling, to say out loud, I need help, to, to even have a moan, that in my head goes, this person may be ready. This person here may be at the very edge looking over at something brand new. Um, and they may not, and they may may sort of be cut off and, and don't realise that they're there yet. But I find that exciting because then I think I may be able to help here. I love that. How do you make sure the other women don't eat them alive when they show their vulnerability? <laughs> um 
I suppose I'm saying I, that, but you know, that's what yeah, we all no, fear. It's, it's true. And it's course. crazy when all of women are together and we're all hormonal and we all want to fix us and we're all fixers and controllers and all that sort of gorgeous stuff. It can be unsafe to show mm-hmm. what we need and who we are. So how do you how do you set that boundary? What happens? Personally, I always go and have a a conversation with them personally you know a, a private conversation um you do have these issues in groups I will always put a comment on there um not to nip it in the bud because I feel that that's what society have done for too long yes. um and I, I want that freedom of expression um but I would I would go privately and just say you know what's going on what what's happening here um I'm all about positivity that is my, I class myself as a positivity coach. Um, but that doesn't mean. I love mean that, that positivity. But positivity yeah. doesn't mean you aren't honest or clear. Yeah, and, and that doesn't mean that there's no room for negativity because negativity is absolutely essential to show the contrast. You know, I, one of the things that I talk to, to the ladies that I coach about all the time, you know, they've often said, well, if you're just trying to be positive all the time, then you're just suppressing the, the you know, the feelings and negativity. And I said, no, no, it's not about that at all. It's about a choice. For me, it's about, I see, I see negative thoughts and emotions as my inner guidance system. Mm-hmm. And for me, I see it as my higher self saying, right, something's going on right now mm-hmm. in your life or in your day that is showing you you're not in true alignment with your purpose. You're not in complete, perfect vibration with what you should be doing. So that was the switch for me because I have always associated my thoughts, my feelings and emotions as who I am. Mm -hmm. And that's what I try and teach the ladies that I work with. Your emotions are not you. Your emotions are just your guidance system, your inner higher being expressing Mm -hmm. either that you're on the right track and you're Mm -hmm. doing what is right for you or not. And Mm -hmm. that contrast, that that negativity, obviously, if we didn't have that, we'd be walking off, you know, off cliffs or or going into danger or into situations that we shouldn't be in. So it's there to keep us safe. Exactly. And when I switched my thinking to that way and, you know, I, it might not work for a lot of women, but for me, this is, and this is how I coach. I, I coach from a place of, of what I've been through and if it can help somebody else, then fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's just, if, if your negative feelings are there, it's just to show you, you need to assess the situation. You need to look at what you're currently doing um, and, and alter it. You know, I really love that because in the language I use, which is the same as yours, it's coming from a wise place of love versus fear because fear drives negativity. Mm -hmm. Fear drives angst. Fear drives shame. They're friends. And as soon as I am reacting Mm -hmm. to something, Mm -hmm. I've either listened to the lie and mm-hmm. forgotten who I am, yeah, which happens yeah. so quickly. Um, or and and for me, positivity, that positive mindset we call positive intelligence or love or whatever. You know, I love it. I love it. I love it. It is also about boundaries, like what's okay and what's not okay, and and grace. 
Hmm. Yeah. And knowing that we're all going through something. Totally. We've all got, yeah. And it is, I think, something else that's, that really resonates with me is that, that grind, you know, mm. going back to what I said at the start, I always believed that you had to, to be successful. You had to work hard. You had to, it had to be the grind because that had to be tough. What, yeah. Because that is the only way that then when you got there, wherever there was, <laughs> you, you had the right to enjoy the success because you'd gone through the struggle and although now the struggle I talk about is internally and it's against yourself usually um it's again completely on his head it's not about the grind anymore and I think when you are doing something that is effortless Mm. that is again from that place of love it's not a grind and you can do yeah you can do the things that you adore that makes your heart sing and still be successful you don't it doesn't have to be a grind I think internally when you when when I accepted that yes all of the stuff around me that used to mean so much just became stuff it was just stuff in my day that I had to do it was no longer the important stuff it was that that internal I love that. It's the yeah, yeah. Let it run out. Let it run out. Yeah. Because you know it's so easy to bottle it up and into. I call it the dung beetle moment. Mm-hmm. Pushing shit that. uphill. You know. I love that. Um, I've used it so much over the last week because I'm running a course through uh, Shazar Chamin, who's a lecturer at Stanford University, called Positive Intelligence. Wow. Um. I'll send you some of the details anyway. Please do, yeah. And the difference that that peacefulness brings is incredible, but we've got to teach ourselves to be present. 100%. Because it's lost in here. We're no longer present. What do you think? I think that over the past 12 months, is the only time in my life I've truly been awake. It feels as though I have, you know, I've got into meditation, which, and I mean, somebody that hasn't seen me for maybe seven, eight, 10 years would look at me now and go, who are you? (laughs) You know, I am now embracing all the woo-woo stuff that I used to look at and go, really? (laughs) You know, get a job. Come on. Work hard. Um, Do what we're doing. Get into the machine. You know, struggle. Come on, struggle like the rest of us. Um, And I'm the first to admit, I had a massive chip on my shoulder. I thought I knew it all. I thought education and, and, you know, having good grades was the be all and end all. Mm. Um, And it feels like I have just woken up and it feels like, I, my head has sort of popped up from the water in it's almost as if like guys why do we not all why don't we all know this why are we not everybody the whole world needs to know this stuff and I almost feel like now it's my job to try and help as many people just do that 
It is. And I'm bringing it into my teaching. You know, I was lucky enough to go on a mindful course, a mindfulness course. Um, and after school for, I think, about eight weeks, we used to go and, and do this. And it was it was for the children. It was for the pupils in the classroom. And, and it's almost as if now that I am changing my whole approach. Um, but I feel now that I want to help women more rather than pupils so it is something that I would like to to pursue on a a much larger scale um because I just think often again as women it's the only thing I can talk from experience on we have this tunnel vision and we see that our lives are set out in front of us forever mm-hmm. you know I'm a mum now that's it and and if that is it for you that is what you want and that's what you found that is the most amazing thing or if you're a career woman and you know you're climbing the ladder and that is it because that sets your soul on fire absolutely fantastic I celebrate it but for those ladies like me that just sat on the living room floor and just saw this tunnel vision of oh my goodness this this is it forever and it wasn't what yeah and I'm not even saying that I want to do a million different things Mm. it's just that that feeling of oh I've woken up ah so this is what it's about and that self-love and that's I think for me just the most important thing and and just realizing that you're in control Mm. that path ahead of you is yeah completely and and that path ahead of you is only looking like that because you're choosing for it to look like that and that second when I thought oh my goodness Mm. I'm I've created that path in front of me, me, nobody else. And I can make that path go left or right or up or down. And it's like, it it excites me. It's so Well, you then become a creator. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It's very exciting. Have you read Edith Eager's book, The Choice? I have not. No, but I shall. She's got the choice and then she's got the gift. Uh Uh-huh. She's a, a Holocaust survivor, and she wrote a book at the age of 94. Actually, I know about this book now that you've said that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I haven't read it, but I, I will definitely do so. All right, so here we go. I want you to reflect. If you were to leave our audience out there with just two key things, and I'm just thinking the awakening. If they're sitting somewhere going, man, is this what it is? And you want them to go and reflect on something. What is it? What do you want them to walk away with to give them hope, to inspire them, to allow them to open their eyes? I would say, number one, seek someone that has gone through an awakening, that we'll call it. Mm. seek help not I'm not saying you know again the stigma around help or coaching but just someone that you can have a conversation with that may understand what you're going through because I think as soon as you feel safe enough to open up to somebody um me you you know whoever it is it doesn't matter it can be a complete stranger but just have that conversation and even if it means just having the conversation with yourself first. True. I think the second we verbalize, I 
I'm not okay, or I want something more, or I'm not actually sure what I'm doing right here, right now, but it's not quite what I think I want. This even having that conversation with yourself first means that you have taken the first step to doing something about it. So courage, I'm hearing courage. Yeah. Courage yeah. And, and partnership. Find somebody. 100%. We can't do it 100%. alone. We can't no. do it alone. Um, and uh, I, I have had so many coaches over the past 18 months for different areas because I think that the world of, of help and coaching and support, it's not what it used to be. And I'm not even talking about counseling or therapy I'm just talking about I want to develop this tiny part of my life somebody has done that someone is now can support you with that and it doesn't have to be a massive thing and I think for me personally it's just opened my eyes to the fact that you know this is why I call myself a positivity coach you know don't come to me for support with something completely different because I, I'm not the best person for that, you know, but if you need some help with that small area of your life, then, you know, there are people around that are willing and wanting to, to give that support. And there are. And I think the key thing is make sure you get someone who'll see you and yeah. hear you and walk next to you. Don't ask them to fix you. Oh, no. no. Only you. And I, and I don't, that word of fix, it's well, almost. We're not broken, are we? Exa- exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. It's we're not just, broken, but we think we might be. Yes. Yeah. But we aren't. Um, no. We're perfectly imperfect. And yeah. through loving that, we become the gift to others. Love that. Mm. That was my Yoda moment, by the way. Love it. Do not even ask me to repeat it. Okay. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Joe's going to come back and visit us again. And I'm hoping Joe might join us at our 2022 Free Me conference in January as a speaker. But I will get on to Joe about that. We'll be in touch with you. Please reach out to Joe. I will put her details on. the links below on the comments and join us be in our world you're worth it this has been this is christina foxwell ignite purpose season four it's all about growth it's all about you joe thank you for joining me from wales in the uk thank you so much for having me it's my great pleasure all right everybody stay tuned and stay connected bye Thank you for listening to Ignite Purpose with Christina Foxwell. We would love you to stay in touch with us. Uh, We just want to remind you this is season four because here's a quote from Bob Proctor. Change is inevitable, but personal growth is a choice. We want to empower you with those thoughts. Please reach out to us on ignitepurpose.com.au for our books and our merchandise around growth and our tools around uh, mental fitness. Also, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'd love to be connected with you. Or on Facebook, it's Christina Talyard Foxwell. Um, or on Instagram, Tina Foxwell. And reach out to us uh, or find our Ignite Purpose web pages. And we can't wait to have you part of our group, have you part of our world, and have you be empowered for growth. Stay tuned. This is Christina. Bye.